Welcome, Imaginators. Sit back, buckle in, and ignite your imagination. This is the Imaginate series, season one, The Man with the Red Umbrella. I'm Joey Massio, the author and creator of Imaginate. If you'd like to support our show, you can do so by following us on Twitter at Imaginate Series, leaving us a review on iTunes, or by sharing the link to our show on your social media accounts. We'd greatly appreciate it because word of mouth is the number one way people find podcasts. We'd also like to remind you of our first ever Imagination Challenge. Kids, get your parents to record you telling us what you would imaginate if you were Nate to make school more fun. It can be anything your little mind can think of. A machine, a robot, a toy, a snack, anything. Send your recording to imaginateseries at gmail.com. One idea will be featured in an upcoming episode. Here's a recap of the last episode, Fun and Games. Nate, Alex, and Thomas came up with some fun things for Nate to imaginate, but none was better than the targeter a football that always finds its target. They use it to play football during lunch, and after a week, a bunch of kids have joined them, even Claire, the new girl. But when Bruce the bully picks on Claire and kind of ruins everything, Nate accidentally makes the targeter hit Bruce right in the face. Worrying that Bruce might retaliate and rearrange his face, Nate tries to get in with the untouchable trio for protection by telling the phone-wielding threesome that he just got the newest U-phone in the mail. Here is Imaginate, the man with the red umbrella, episode 10, Cool. Nate spent all evening on the internet studying the latest U-phone. He wanted to be ready for tomorrow. He studied the size, the location of the buttons, the features, and the software. His parents thought he was doing some school project and were quite proud of Nate for the effort he was putting into it. Nate wasn't sure he could pull off a perfect copy of something so tech-heavy. The robo-robber seemed simple in comparison. It could be anything Nate wanted it to be. But this time... It had to look like an actual phone with dozens of apps and abilities the trio would be expecting. He would have liked a couple of trial runs, but being on Bruce's hit list made him feel like he didn't have the time. That next morning, Nate woke up extra early. He went over all of his notes and drawings one more time, then put his mind to it. The U-phone appeared in his desk drawer. He spent the best part of an hour familiarizing himself with it, checking that it worked and making sure it wasn't going to attack someone or explode. He took the long way to school to get extra time on his new phone before he arrived. He kept his eyes and fingers on the phone as he walked past the abandoned Waco oil factory, the Tolji Woods, and up to the front of the school. By math class, Nate's leg was so jumpy the girl sitting next to him had asked him to stop. His palms grew sweaty, and he nervously glanced at his backpack every time a teacher walked by. Phones weren't technically allowed at school. 
he only had to get through one more class without getting caught with a phone. And then it would finally be lunchtime. Nate made his way over to the untouchable trio's spot. They were already there, sitting against the brick wall, each sipping a mocha frappa something with one hand and holding their phones up to their faces with the other. Nate cleared his throat. <coughs> hey, guys. No response. I, uh, I got my youth phone. He held up the phone. The three of them looked up from their phones. This was the first time Nate had seen each of their faces not looking at their phone simultaneously. He felt a little special being the cause of this historic moment. You actually have it? Said Chris. Cool. We thought you were lying. Here. Jamal scanned it like he was looking for an imperfection. What model is it? It's the uh, 8S. Nate flipped the phone over in his hands. Same as yours. After a moment, Jamal seemed satisfied. Nice. The three went back to their phones. They didn't exactly invite Nate to sit down, but Chris did move his backpack out of the way. So Nate took that as the closest thing to an invitation he would get. Nate sat down next to the trio. They didn't move to a different location. They didn't scream at him to go away. They didn't turn into huge, ugly monsters and eat him. These were good signs. What's your zipster handle? Asked Chris. My what now? Your handle, bro. Your zip tag. Nate just stared at him. Chris looked up at Nate and spoke like he was talking to a second grader. Your username? Oh, my username. For zipster, right. I don't have an account yet. Download the app, said Heather. We'll help you come up with a sweet handle. Heather was sitting at the far end of the trio. But even with two people in between them, Nate already felt close to her. There you are! Alex came running up to them. We've been looking all over for you, man! He wasn't sure why, but Nate's face got a little warm. Alex yelled over his shoulder. He's over here! He turned back to Nate. Everyone's done eating and heading out to- What? Alex finally realized what he was looking at. Nate, with a phone, sitting with the untouchable trio. As Alex was processing it, Thomas came jogging up. Hey, we were thinking of putting Snotty, that's C -C Cody's new nickname by the way, you m m Mr. Crazy Lunch, <laughs> anyway, of putting Snotty on the other t -t team, it might even things out. Nate felt like an acrobat on a tightrope over a frozen lake of thin ice filled with man-eating sharks. Nate had successfully taken the first step into a new and equally scary social circle. While he was fairly certain he would not be eaten alive by the untouchable trio, he definitely felt he was doing a delicate, one-time chance kind of acrobatics, and if he failed, he would never get a do-over. Right now, Alex and Thomas were shaking his tightrope. Thomas finally registered the situation. Where's the football? The trio didn't seem to recognize the presence of other non-phone-wielding life forms around them. Nate's eyes pointed to the trio 
trying to alert Alex and Thomas of their presence because they must not have noticed. When did you get a U-phone? asked Alex. Nate could feel his tightrope unraveling. It, uh, just came in the mail. Look over there. He contorted his face to try and signal his friends to change the subject. In the mail? Alex wasn't getting the message. Grab the ball! Let's go! I didn't bring the football today. Nate pointed at the U-phone in his hand. It took Thomas a second, but it finally clicked. Oh, I see. See what? Thomas sighed. We c- c- can't p- p- play football today, Alex. Let's go to tell the others. Wait, why not? Alex followed Thomas to the field. Nate shyly looked at the trio. They tapped away on their phones. Did they even hear any of that? Nate watched as Thomas and Alex broke the news to the others. Everyone slowly left the field, one at a time. They understand, right? This is a big deal. I'm doing this for all three of us, really. Bruce won't mess with us if I'm hanging out with the untouchable trio. I can even get Alex and Thomas in once I'm in. Maybe I should go and see if they're okay with this? Nate looked down at his phone. The the app is finished downloading. Awesome! Heather scooted over. Come sit by me. I'll help you set up an account. The rest of the known world disappeared. And all Nate could focus on was how sweaty his armpits were getting, how to say words and breathe at the same time, and how much space there should be between you and a girl when you sat by one. Somewhere deep in the back of his mind, he planned to smooth things over with his friends after school. Not cool! Alex's face was almost as red as his hair. You're lucky you weren't around when Thomas explained to me what you did. Look, this could be a good thing. Nate led his two best friends through the after-school crowd heading off campus. The three of them walked up to their spot on the field behind the giant oak tree. Bruce won't think about touching us if we're friends with Chris, Jamal, and Heather. Alex crossed his arms. Oh, you're on a first-name basis with the trio now. Ooh. But bruce wasn't even at school today. I know, but he'll come back eventually. He has to. It's a law or something. And when he does, it's not going to be pretty. A phone? You have this awesome power and you made a phone? Shh! Keep your voice down. Nate peeked around the large trunk to make sure no one heard them. We've d- d- dealt with Bruce before. But this is different. I hit him in the face with a football. I'm going to hit you in the face with a football. As soon as you could imagine, Nate, one you can't miss with. Look, it's just a temporary thing to get some friends that are cool, so... We're not cool. Thomas raised his eyebrows. No, you are. Nate felt he was going down a path he didn't want or mean to go down. You're just a different kind of cool. Wow, really? A kind of cool. He tried hard to find the right words. A kind of cool that bullies like Bruce don't recognize. It's not cool if it's only recognized by dorks. Did I just call us dorks? Thomas turned to Alex. You're not helping. Nate needed to calm his friends down. Guys, I'm just going to imaginate the phone a couple times a week just to keep in contact with the trio. So, can we p- play football tomorrow? Yes. 
Wait, no. They're going to show me which apps to download tomorrow. The day after tomorrow, definitely. Sure. Unless Heather Lane wants you to like one of her zipster posts. The mention of Heather's name and the suggestion she had any control over him triggered something in Nate. I don't need your permission to imaginate something. These are my powers and I can do what I want with them. You're just jealous that the trio likes me. They d d don't like you, Nate. They like your phone, which isn't even real. It's real enough to make them like me. Is that what you want? F -f fake friends? Better than the losers I have now. There it was. The L word. They had heard it before, been called it many times, but never by one of their own. Somehow, that made it hurt more. Okay, I wasn't going to pick a side until that happened. Nate, bro, that wasn't cool. Really not cool. Thomas didn't say another word. Let's go. I'm sure Nate needs to jump on his imaginary phone and text his new imaginary buddies. Alex and Thomas walked away. Nate watched as they left. Man, what's their problem? Why can't they just be happy for me? Instead, they need to be all whiny babies about it. I'm not cool. They're not cool. I don't need them. He walked out from under the big oak tree, consumed by a mix of feelings. Anger, hate, pride, all of the good ones. He was so focused on his feelings, he didn't notice Claire above him in the branches of the oak tree. She had heard every word. The next week of school was different than any week of school Nate had ever had. To start, he didn't spend all his time with Alex and Thomas. Instead, Nate spent lunch with the untouchable trio and their phones. Every morning, Nate imaginated his U-phone. He got pretty good. He even figured out whatever he imaginated generally appeared in whatever room he was in. The smaller the room, the less places it could possibly appear. Eventually, he stood in his closet when he imaginated the phone, and it would either be up on the closet shelf or somewhere on the floor. His time with the trio was fun, in a different kind of way. They really didn't talk too much or do anything active, but they spent a lot of time on social media. They messaged, zipped, liked, and commented with each other on a couple different apps. Nate learned, though, you couldn't just say anything on social media. There were cool sayings you had to know, and they all came from the cool apps. If you didn't know them, then what you said wasn't liked, hearted, shared, or rezipped. If those things didn't happen, then you basically didn't exist. The hard part was, these cool catchphrases were changing all the time. Like, on Wednesday, what do you want? In a super annoying voice was the cool thing to say whenever someone said hi to you. It came from a video where a kid said it to his mom when she asked him to clean his messy room. But by Friday, OPG was the correct response. It stood for, oh please, gangsta, and came from a funny picture of a chihuahua wearing a backwards hat and a gold chain. It was a lot of work to keep up. Nate's butt would get sore from sitting on the ground all lunch. But if you focused on your phone, then you could just ignore the pain. 
However, focusing on his phone for too long would give Nate a headache, so he would have to look away now and then. However, looking away meant he would catch a glimpse of the kids playing football on the field. Although there was a smaller crowd now, it still looked like everyone was having fun, even Alex and Thomas. They had started spending more time with Claire during lunch and after school. Nate didn't know what they had in common, but he could see them talking and laughing together. Nate was laughing with his new friends, too. They were just laughing with emojis. Bruce eventually did come back to school, and he seemed meaner than ever. He didn't try to play football with everyone anymore. Instead, he just roamed the blacktop, picking on people. But even though he kept his distance, he always had his eye on Nate. It was like watching a caged tiger. After about a week, the tiger decided to leave his cage. Nate sat with Chris, Jamal, and Heather against their brick wall during lunch. Bruce came around the corner and started heading right toward them. And he had a hungry look in his eye. Oh no, this is it. The power of the untouchable trio has worn off. Or maybe by me sitting with them, I took their power away. Bruce got closer. Great, now he's going to compound all four of us into the ground and it'll be all my fault. Would Bruce hit a girl? I don't see why he wouldn't. Some people say he bit the head off a girl's doll in kindergarten. Is that the same thing? Bruce arrived to where they were sitting. The trio doesn't even know he's there. They're just staring at their phones. They don't realize death is knocking on the door. It's Bobo, said Chris without looking up from his phone. What's up? Hey, Bobo. Jamal pointed a casual finger gun at Bruce. Long time, buddy. They were using friendly words, even calling him by a nickname, but somehow none of it sounded friendly. Bruce's ominous power seemed to fade. He wouldn't even look at the trio. He just tried to focus on Nate. Hey, loser! Why don't you play football anymore with your girlie? Looking sharp, Bobo. Heather's voice stopped Bruce short. Heather, a girl, just got off Bruce the bully, and he stopped talking. Aw, is that a new dollar store shirt? It must be. It's only got two holes in it. The trio laughed. Nate didn't know if he should laugh. Was he allowed to? Or would Bruce break his face in? Also, that was kind of mean. Nate never noticed before, but... Looking closer at Bruce's clothes, he could see they were sort of old and worn. We all can't have daddy bias things. I guess because we all don't have daddies, do we? But we have grandmas, don't we, Bobo? Nate saw something new. Bruce was embarrassed. His big cheeks quickly turned color. Nate had seen Bruce turn red with anger, but never with shame. Bruce's embarrassment fueled Jamal's taunting. Is Grandma going to pick you up from school again today, Bobo? He doesn't call her Grandma. What was it you called her, Bobo? Noonie? Yeah, Noonie. Ha! Noonie, I'm Bobo. Cute little Bobo. Jamal puckered his lips to make it sound even more childish. What is going on here? The trio are eating Bruce alive. Do what I do, Bruce. Walk away. They'll stop. Just walk away. Bruce must have seen the pity in Nate's face. The social beating looked painful enough, but getting it done in front of Nate seemed to be making it all the worse for Bruce. 
he tried desperately to recover. Shut up, Jamal. You're too much of a pansy to even play football anymore. Jamal just broke out in more laughter. They truly were untouchable. I'm retired, man. Chris looked up from his phone to level with Bruce. You're talking to a Hall of Famer, bro. A legend. He put his hand on Jamal's shoulder in honor. With the most completed TDs in the fifth grade last year, my manager said I need to put my skills to rest before high school. That's when the scouts come out. Why did you stop playing Bobo? Hmm, let's think about that. She even looked up from her phone to make it seem like she had genuine concern. Then, she slammed him. Oh, that's right. I remember now you got hit in the face with a football. But maybe you don't remember that? (laughs) The whole school sure does. Jamal and Chris lit up. And with that, Heather went back to her phone. Bruce was speechless. Hey, hey, yo, yo, maybe Noonie can take care of that burn. Finally, and with surprising relief to Nate, Bruce turned around and walked away. Nate couldn't handle the thoughts coming into his mind. On one hand, he was right. Being with the untouchable trio definitely saved him from certain death at the hands of Bruce. On the other hand, the trio were bigger bullies than Bruce ever was. Should I be happy and friends with them? Nate wouldn't have time to ponder the question. No, I think Bobo's right. What? How? I think I should come out of retirement for a few minutes to remind everyone of my greatness. (gasps) We could stream it on Zipster. That is an awesome idea. Let's go. The three of them got up and headed to the field. Nate reluctantly followed. He wasn't sure how his old friends would treat him. He was now certain the trio would protect him from Alex and Thomas, but after seeing what they did to Bruce, he was hoping they wouldn't have to. A play was just finishing up on the field as Jamal approached the players. Hey guys, mind if I join you for a bit? Everyone on the field stared in wonder. Did the great Jamal Beckham just ask to play with them? Alex and Thomas, however, were less starstruck. Uh, are you sure you want to? Yeah. Alex looked straight at Nate. We're just a bunch of normal people. Jamal didn't notice the sarcasm. But that's okay. I'm going to have my man Nate here. QB for me. What? Nate's stomach hit the floor. Jamal turned to the other players. And everyone else could just try and stop me. It'll be fun. It'll not be fun. It'll be a disaster. I can't throw without the targeter. No. Yes. Thomas looked at Nate with a huge smile. That's a great idea. Alex turned to Thomas, confused. Wait, but he won't be able... Thomas elbowed him. Oh, yeah, great idea. Alex pushed Nate to the line of scrimmage. I uh, got no, but guys... Nate tried to think of a good excuse. My, my arm. I'm sick. I... Alex just ignored him. Gotta hurry. Lunch is almost over. Thomas rallied everyone else. You heard the man. Let's do this. Everyone excitedly ran to their places. Chris and Heather both started recording from the sidelines. A few groups of nearby kids heard the commotion and came over to watch. Let's do a Hail Mary. 
You guys, you guys really got to try and stop me, though, now. Jamal said to his defenders, It's got to be real. Oh, this will be real, all right. Thomas shot Nate a grin. Nate nervously stepped up to the line. Everything was happening so fast. Cameras were rolling, crowds were cheering, people were expecting, expecting what Nate had done before. Only, Nate didn't do it. The targeter he imaginated did. There was no targeter now, just his U-phone, which Nate realized was still in his hands. He put it in his pocket. Nate's hands were sweaty as he reached them up to call the hike. He stood there, stalling. Maybe if he waited long enough, the bell might... Hike! yelled Alex. The ball was thrust into Nate's hands, and everybody took off running. Oh no, what do I do? Any hope Jamal might knock it open were crushed when he took off faster than anyone. Thomas was covering him, and Nate could tell he wasn't going full speed. He was letting him get open. And Alex was doing a great job at blocking the rushers, so praying to get two-hand touched was pointless. Nate was going to have to throw the ball. All right, look, I've done this before. Sure, I had an imaginary brought-to-life ball that always found its target, but that power is inside me. Oh, am I kidding? No, it's not. But my mind is unlike anyone else's. Yes, I can create things just by thinking about them. So why can't I uncreate something I've already created? Brilliant! Nate gripped the football with a newfound hope. He was even happy Heather was filming this now. Okay, okay. The U-phone in my pocket doesn't exist. It's gone. Poof. My new imagination is to turn this ball into the targeter. This ball will now find its target no matter what, and its target is Jamal Beckham at the end of the field, wide open, waving at me like a crazy man to throw the ball. Just throw the ball! Nate pulled back his arm. With all the gusto he could muster, Nate threw the ball into the air. He threw it so hard he lost his balance and fell to the ground. The football soared through the air about six feet. Wobbling pitifully, it tumbled to the ground and pathetically bounced through the mud. Nate looked up from the ground. It wasn't a pretty sight. Jamal stood upset in the end zone robbed of his glory. The crowds were pointing and giggling. Alex and Thomas were busting up. Chris and Heather were already watching the replay on their phones and laughing. Nate knew it was already all over Zipster. He wouldn't be able to check for sure though until tomorrow because when he fell, he landed on his U-phone and broke it. Voices for this episode were provided by the terribly talented Bobby Massio, Michael Rosenbaum, and Jessica White. Imaginate theme music by the one and only Jeffrey Larson. Until next time, Imaginators. And remember, the actions of those you spend time with don't define you. They just define your judgment. <laughs>